tonight, joined on the line to uh, talk through, uh, I guess, a story we picked up uh, with Marco Masilela in our business wrap, uh, uh, seemingly saving from the jaws of liquidation. Uh, Mara Phones, uh, the IDC Standard Bank, and now, I guess, uh, Libashe and the managed buyout team, uh, local management team of uh, Mara. And joining me on the line to talk about this and I guess what this is going to mean for Mara going forward, joined uh, for our tech conversations tonight by Sylvester Taku. He is part of the uh, managed buyout team out at Mara and joins me now on the line. Sylvester, good evening and welcome. Good evening. Hi, Abonga. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good evening to the listeners as well. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Sylvester, I want us maybe just, just to start here. If we take a step back, talk to me about the circumstances that gave rise to the entry of Mara into the South African economy and into, I guess, uh, the Dubai trade port out at Teguini. What was the plan? What was envisaged? And more importantly, as the local management team, what kind of arrangement did you arrive at with the international parent company as led by Ashish Takar? So, um, I mean, when when uh, when that the company started, I um, I joined the company after its launch. Um, so, the, the the moral of the creation of Mara Phones, as um, I understood it, was to bring in um, manufacturing in a very technical space of uh, manufacturing of smart devices and cell phones within the continent. Uh, first of its type, um, the the first factory was open in Rwanda, while they were basically 10 days apart. But from what I understand, it took um, a good um, three to four years in the making. Um, what is the most crucial part about manufacturing locally is obviously having a factory that is capable of uh, manufacturing um, the, 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 the motherboards and uh, the subboards, you know, the brain, as it were, of, uh, of a smart device. And... Um, in, that, that was the vision, to have that localized within South Africa uh, as well as uh, within Rwanda, the other factory that uh, was owned by the same group in Rwanda. So the two of those, are, I think, are potentially the only two of such factories outside of Asia, uh, which is exceptional. And, um, yeah, I suppose that's where one came in. Mm. I joined the company as head of growth in um, December 2019. Yeah. So by the time... Um, I was promoted to managing director and I uh, realized the company was failing. Mm. Having joined, buying into that vision of having, you know, in this age of fourth industrial revolution, a local manufacturer of smart devices, I just uh, couldn't um, let it fail and um, very quickly formulated a team to say how do we ensure that one way or the other this company is rescued. What was the business what case? Was, uh, what, what is it that you guys were going to produce? Who are you going to sell it to? What about this operation, at least the South African one, was going to make it viable? So the demand has always been there. Um, there's, there's been always great affinity to a local manufactured um, phone. So we're going to carry on producing smartphones and um, eventually uh, grow it to producing tablets and other smart devices. Uh, our vision right now is to be very organic and very um, precise of how we grow the market. Um, but the demand, the demand, as it were, uh, surpasses the, the the supply that can be produced from that factory. Um, so the issue is not going to be: Are we going to have a market to sell uh, locally manufactured phones? The issue is: How quickly can we get back to production and producing quality and affordable devices for the market? 
And I guess, you know, the other issues is in terms of off-takes. I mean, surely before you, you built the first plant, you, you had some commitments on the demand side from potential customers. Indeed, indeed. Um, the the off-take uh, was there uh, from what I understood and the work I'd done in, mm. uh, in creating demand. And it still, it still is there. Um, one must acknowledge that there's, uh, there's massive support um, from all the chartered partners, um, from all the retailers, or the majority of the retailers, and um, so we, we we still we still count on that support, and we've been engaging them over this um, year that is taken to to do the management buyout, and we 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 know that the demand is there. Uh, the industry doesn't work in terms of off takes as it were; it works in terms of forecasts, and mm-hmm. we get a forecast, and if you can then. Um, show that you can meet a certain demand then those forecasts get converted into purchase order from the the channels and you deliver uh, the de- the delivery part uh, is the hardest part <laughs> getting the demand i think uh, you know with with the love for local manufacturing that um, you know i think covid has also made uh, you know it's been a tough time but covid has made many many industries to understand that having a local um, presence manufacturing locally it's a no-brainer. So um, the, the demand is, the interest is there, and we've been getting calls um, throughout the process to say, when are you getting back up? Are you getting back up? So now we, we're back, and uh, we should be launching operations um, pretty soon. I'm in discussion uh, with Sylvester Taku. He's the uh, leader of the managed uh, buyout team here locally who, alongside Labasha Group and uh, others, uh, have now resuscitated Mara Group, which is facing liquidation. Uh, and yeah, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on that discussion. Do give us a shout. We're out on uh, 060-552-7303. That's our WhatsApp line, and you can send us some of your voice notes. Sylvester, I- I'm quite interested also, I guess, uh, from a capital structure perspective. Um, some of the reports that have come through, I think Business Insider shared one, um, indicate that there were certain expectations on how much capital would be raised. You yourselves, as I guess uh, a local management team, had some challenges in raising that capital, and that's when the IDC and Standard Bank came to full the berth. Talk to us about what happened there and maybe also the circumstances uh, and the sequence of events that gave rise to Mara Phones uh, nearly facing liquidation. I think um, the, the capital expectation was really a promise, right? So the founders, um, as um, I'd read then in the press, promised to, to inject uh, $1.5 billion, I think the amount was, into the operation. And um, that, um, for, for various reasons um, that I'm not privy to, did not happen. And um, that's really why the, the business failed. Uh, so it was lack, lack of funding, um, lack of funding to be able to, 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 to produce what was required to meet the market. Uh, it did not help that uh, during that period was obviously uh, uh, COVID. Um, but I think, you know, with, with the right uh, management and with the right, if, if things had been managed um, differently, it shouldn't have failed um, because uh, I don't think any business should fail why, why it's got demand, you know. So in terms of the capital structure going forward, um, obviously our strategic partner and investor into uh, the management buyout project is the uh, Lebashi Investment Group. And um, they're, they're an experienced and well-vested um, investment group. And they, 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 they normally look long-term and they try to create sustainable businesses. And that's why um, 
you know, for us, it was uh, a marriage made made in heaven. Haven't found them and got into interest into this project. Um, so we 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 looking long term. We've got a partner that is looking long term and want to build with us and build a business um, organically uh, without uh, much fanfare. I just get to work and uh, let's make let's make phones and tablets and sell to the market. So um, what gave rise to the liquidation? Operationally, I mean, I think you've covered me on the capital issue. Uh, who was supposed to raise what, or there were some commitments um, insofar as that is concerned. But um, I mean, was it the lack of capital that led to, you know, this now being said from the jaws of liquidation, or is it something else on the demand side? No orders. What was it? It was lack of funding. It was lack of funding. Um, so obviously, um, Standard Bank and IDC uh, were, were dead funders into the business. And uh, every business needs to have the right um, percentage of um, leveraging, um, which means uh, there should be equity injection, um, not just debt funding. I think the the funders had gotten to a stage where they needed um, what, what had been committed to also come in, and it couldn't come in on time for various other reasons. So that's why it felt, um, in summary, uh, we could we could write a thesis about um, many other things that led to that. Um, but my fo- my focus um, since June last year has really been how to to save the company because the promise the promise is a it's a true promise and uh, the, the vision of having a local manufacturer is a correct vision and the market is available. So I'm, I'm more forward looking um, to to ensure that this doesn't become ever a white elephant and I think we have. Uh, a strong support to ensure mm-hmm. that um, this can become a thriving business that everybody can be proud of. So if the problem had been funding initially, I mean, what funding has now been committed um, post-commencement? Obviously, I cannot get into the detail of how much has been funded, um, but what is important is that um, the business is adequately funded now to, to operate, and that's why it's come out of um, business rescue. You would know business rescue is, uh, is, a, is, a, is an official and a very... Uh, legal-driven um, procedure um, for it to come out of business rescue would mean that uh, the, the practitioner has also applied their minds and uh, come to the acceptance that there's a possibility of the company to be rescued. And um, that's the process we had to go through. And um, yeah, we're out of it now and we just want to, to get going. As you get going, we've also heard you might be a rebranding. You might want to tell us whether or not that's the case. But also... Insofar as your plans are concerned, um, as you go to market, what will be different in this, you know, uh, uh, time around as compared to, I guess, whatever plans or go-to-market plans you had earlier? So it's um, it's, <laughs> it's consumer goods, right? Uh, consumer electronics is also consumer goods. Uh, you can't really, you know, have a driving business which is in consumer goods or consumer electronics as we were without uh, sufficient marketing. So yeah, our plan is to to be visible. Visible. Our go-to-market uh, will ensure that we're visible in the market. Uh, consumers should um, know what the brand is, uh, what the new brand will be, and it should be recognizable, and it should create aspiration. Um, it's not sufficient that we locally uh, manufactured. But if the end consumers, whether it be through um, public sector or be through um, the, the the private sector, so your you and I consumers, you need to know that the, the brand exists. You need to fall in love with the brand, and you need to desire to want to buy the brand. 
you then go and walk into a, a retail shop and, and say, I want to have a look at X brand. So our go-to market is going to be very visible and is going to be um, pitched at um, the right segment of uh, consumers we're targeting. Mm. I think that would be the most significant difference. And once we launch um, our marketing campaign, um, you will feel it. <laughs> My brother, thank you very much, Sylvester, for taking time out to speak to us tonight. I wish you and your team out at Mara all of the best. And uh, I think many South Africans uh, will uh, look forward um, to and will certainly keep you in their thoughts and hope that this venture is able to succeed, I guess, where past efforts and undertakings haven't. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. So Vesta Taku is uh, part of the managed buyout team, which alongside Labashe, uh, the IDC and the Standard Bank is uh, now, I guess, resuscitating from the jaws of liquidation. Mara phones. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Do share those with us. We are out on our uh, WhatsApp line and uh, send us your voice note 60 552 7303